you lead than you've done it. I know I have. I read a book that is so helpful, I just have to share it with my staff. And then, nothing. No feedback, no changes. I just see the book on their office shelf and wonder, was that even helpful? Today, how to share a book with your staff. Let's talk about it. This is the Second Chair Leadership Podcast. Excited today to talk about getting the most out of a book with your staff. But before I do, let me mention that the show notes for this podcast are on the website, secondchairleadership.com. And when you go to the site, you will notice that it's getting a redesign with a new layout and a new logo. And all the work that you see there is being done by the Beast Group, and I'm really pleased with their services. You can check them out at beastsocialmedia.com. And keep coming back to the site to see the great improvements that they are bringing about. Okay, let's talk today about sharing a book with your staff. It's amazing to me that in our present graphical world, books are still in such demand. To a large part, I feel like I am a product of books. Next to people, books have been the biggest influencers in my life. And if you're like me, then you can name the titles of books that were life changers for you. I remember in the mid-90s being handed a copy of John Maxwell's How to Influence People. I had never read a book about leadership, and that book opened my mind to the practice of leading people. I remember reading Eric Fromm's Escape from Freedom, Jim Collins' Good to Great, Wasting Time with God by Klaus Eisler, On and on, just like books have chapters, I think about how books started new chapters in my life. I also know the frustration of giving a book to someone, hoping they will read it, only to find out later they thought the book was okay, or worse, they haven't even read it. That happens sometimes with friends, and it's disappointing. But what about when, as a leader, you provide a book for your team? How do you give a book the best chance of impacting your staff? I want to offer you today three considerations that I have found to be effective in helping teams get the most out of their book. Before we dive in, let me just comment by saying I'm calling these considerations because I realize nothing's guaranteed when it comes to trying to get people to receive something. So these are just three things I think you should keep in consideration whenever you're trying to get your staff to absorb a book. And I think if you pay attention to these, you'll have your best chance at really getting something out of the book. The first one I want to talk about is timing. Too often, leaders read an impacting book, and in their own excitement, they turn around and force-feed the book to their staff. I've worked for some prolific readers in the past, And it seemed like every other week I was being told to read the latest page turner from my boss's book club. What was really frustrating at times is that often a leader's reading habits are out of sync with what the organization is currently going through. 
let me just tell you, it's not helpful to force a church growth book on your team if you've had to lay some people off. And it's not a good idea to require self-help reading when a department is executing their biggest event. If people don't have the time or the space to digest what they read, then the material is going to be lost on them. So timing is so important. Let the pulse of the organization dictate your recommended reading, and I think you'll give your staff the best chance to create the space to read and absorb a book. The second consideration I would offer is delivery. When you provide a book to your staff, the way you deliver the book sets the stage for the book's effectiveness. Here's an example of what I mean. Over the years, I've heard teenagers say they don't like to read. I tell them that they're mistaken because the average teenager sends about 100 texts per day. If each text message only contains one word, that's 3,000 words per month. 3,000 words per month is the equivalent of 12 pages of typed out text. And if I handed most teenagers 12 pages to read every month, they would say, no way. But yet they are reading that much and probably more through their phones. So it's not just about reading, it's about delivery. So when you want to provide a book to your staff, you need to consider the means of delivery that works best for your team. And to do that, you need to choose both the form of the book and the way you want to put the book into their hands. When it comes to the form of the book, you can choose obviously hard copy or digital. If you go with hard copy, I recommend writing a personal message on the inside of the book. Now, don't write one of those, this is a good book and I believe in you kind of messages. Instead, express what you hope to happen through the book. Say something to them like, I know as we read this book, we will discover together the tools we need to improve our operations. And I can't wait to hear your take on this material. A personal message like that communicates both belief in the book and belief in the reader's insights. If you choose a digital form to provide, you can gift a purchase on Amazon or Barnes & Noble and you can still include an emailed message with the purchase so that you can communicate a similar message. Another element of delivery though involves putting the book in people's hands. And I want to offer some caution here. Never order a case of books and send an email out telling your staff that they can come by and pick up their copy. If the book is important enough to be read, then it's important enough to be personally delivered. You can consider having a book launch reception. I had an employee once who shared the book, Who Moved My Cheese, with her team. She had a really neat way of getting the book into her people's hands. She had a quick on-site get-together and served different kinds of cheese and handed out the book. The event built excitement and it gave her that opportunity to personally place the book in her staff's hands. You have to remember that delivery sets the stage for the effectiveness of the book. So choose the form and choose the means that you're going to deliver. The third consideration is discussion. 
good books lead to good discussions. If your people are reading, you want them to be talking. I think this is the most important consideration if you want to get the most out of a book with your staff. It amazes me the times I have seen staff members handed a book by a pastor or employer and they were never invited to discuss their thoughts about the book. I think this happens because bosses often see books as bringing about improvement in and of themselves. But the truth is, the conversation about the book is what brings about improvement. The book is just a change agent. So here's a few tips on how to structure some good book discussions. First, I recommend breaking the book into parts and setting up meetings to discuss each part. I don't recommend telling everyone to read the whole book and then have a one-time discussion. Most books have too much content for a single conversation. Second, give the staff the discussion questions one day before each meeting. This allows them to begin to formulate thoughts around each question prior to the meeting. It also communicates that some thought has gone into making the meeting engaging. I've listed some discussion question examples on the show notes. You can look at those and see if you can adapt them uh, to make the book you want to share more engaging in a discussion. But let me also here give a word of caution. Do not require some kind of a book report for the staff to do and bring to these meetings. Here's two reasons why. Number one, it feels like homework. And professionals don't like to feel like they're just being given busy homework. Number two, it says, I don't trust that you will read this book. If you're worried about the staff reading the book, count on the discussion to engage them enough to want to read it. And if it doesn't, then I recommend, recommend revamping your discussion approach. The third way to have a good book discussion is to use the discussion questions to provoke thought and not to guide the conversation. If the first discussion question is a dud, then move on to the second question. But if the second question generates a conversation full of energy, then stay on it. Don't go to the next question. In fact, one of the best things that can happen is a difference of opinion about the book. And when people are willing to discuss their different opinions, the team is sifting out what is beneficial and doable from the book. If you're lucky enough to get conversation around disagreement, don't put the brakes on, even if it gets tense. I would step back, listen, take notes, and encourage people to speak their minds. I hope these thoughts today on getting the most out of the book with your staff have been helpful. I can tell you that I've tried these approaches many times, and I have thoroughly enjoyed the sharing and the growing process that can happen when a team dives into a book together. That's all for now, but I look forward to the next time when I can pull my chair up next to your chair and talk about second chair leadership.